Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, a new trailer for Netflix adaptation of Sijin Liu's three-body problem has dropped. The show will be released in January 2024 and is being developed by Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss in association with Alexander Wu, who wrote several episodes of HBO's True Blood. The three-body problem follows Ye Wenjie, an astrophysicist who saw her father brutally murdered during the Chinese Cultural Revolution. After her father's murder, she was later conscripted because of her scientific background and sent to a secret radar base in a remote region of China. Her fateful decision in the 1960s echoes across space and time to a group of scientists in the present day, forcing them to face humanity's greatest threat. Y'all, Chad and I watched this trailer together, and wow, it looks so good. Like, it looks, and and I know, I know what trailers do, okay? I've been around the sun a few times. I know that trailers are specifically made to look really, really cool, you know? But I've also read these books, so... I, I, knowing what the books are and seeing this trailer, I have a bunch of confidence that this is going to be a very good TV show. You can quote me on that. Not to mention the group of people that are involved in the creation process. Like, I don't know how directly involved Sijin Luz is in the process. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that, too. Yeah, but I do know that the level of work that the game of thrones creators can rise to and uh i feel like we're in good hands yeah i mean you know they kind of they really messed up the last season of game of thrones but they made seven or six and a half like really good seasons of television too so Did they do the house of the dragon as well i don't think so no, those no, different people no, okay. they were. but yeah i mean it's it's a fantastic trilogy it's called the remembrance of earth's past uh, for anybody that's listening right now and you've never read those books three body problem is the first book in the trilogy but i think there's this call much like they did with game of thrones i think they're just calling the whole show the three body problem or i think just three body problem okay um but in in my opinion there's some of the best science fiction books written in the last few decades probably i mean i would definitely recommend at least reading the first book if you're planning on watching the show but they're so good though you'll probably end up reading all of them i want to after seeing that trailer now i think i could be totally wrong on this because i have not read the books the three body problem is not a thing that he invented decision lu no no it's a it's a physics thing okay um, that's what i, I thought i don't know if it's a i think it's an astro i don't i'm not an astrophysicist i don't know enough about it i just have heard it as far as i'm aware you know after reading the books and a little bit of research that i've done essentially what the three body problem is is if you are an astrophysics person please hit me up if i said this wrong but essentially you've got three bodies in space that are kind of like affecting each other gravitationally you know like one thing can orbit around another thing perfectly fine you know but when you throw a third element in there uh and they're all like relatively the same or they have relatively uh, similar gravitational force it makes like predicting how those objects are going to move like really really difficult because they're all kind of trying to affect the other ones at the same time that's right and isn't that the lagrangian point isn't that or lagrangian something is i could be so off on this but i think that's like the (laughs) the like missing piece right there or the i i do not know what i'm talking about right now i probably shouldn't be running my mouth Oh, dude. Okay, so I just Googled it. It says the Lagrange points are positions where the gravitational pull of two large masses precisely equals the centripetal force required for a small object to move with them. This general three-body problem was addressed by Lagrange in his prize-winning paper, 
it's uh, French and I can't read it. But yeah, I'm pr- very proud that I was able to even know that word in association. I still don't understand it or know what I'm talking about, but yay, <laughs> I can pretend that I'm smart. <laughs> but the reason that it's so important for this book in particular is because, and without giving too much away, I mean, the thing that Ye Wenjie finds or figures out, you know, it's a first contact story. So with the alien race that we're in first contact with like they have they have got an issue related to the three body problem on their planet so that's why the first book is called the three body problem and then the second book is called the dark forest and that relates to the dark forest theory so it they're they're very very good books they're pretty heavy I would recommend some palate cleansers between them. I'd recommend some Terry Pratchett, some Redwall, some Diana, like the Diana Wynne Jones or something. Yeah, just they're they're very 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 intense books, and they get really dark, but they also get like pretty optimistic too. Okay, um, and they're very heavy on the science in cool. in the science. They put the science in science fiction. Right, like, I was right. definitely scratching my head at a pretty good amount of the conversations happening. And I'm curious how they're going to approach kind of showing. The, the TV audience, kind of like a lot of the science behind what's going on, because there's like whole conversations between astrophysicists in those books where I'm just like, I'm trying here, you know, I'm like, I'm really trying to keep up with what's happening, but I didn't uh, take astrophysics. <laughs> now, was Sijin Liu a astrophysicist background or is he just an incredibly intelligent uh, person? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. I did watch an interview with him where he was talking about how Chinese science fiction has has really grown a lot because of American blockbusters. Really? Just like the scope of American Hollywood blockbusters, I guess, has inspired him at least. And he in, in the interview, he says it inspired a lot of other Chinese writers to kind of like start exploring uh, writing science fiction and, you know, having that kind of scope, you know, having that kind of uh, like the epicness of it. And then he also said in the interview as well, he thought that uh, American culture, it seemed to kind of revolve around like uh, heroics a lot of the time. And then what a lot of Chinese writers, I guess, like like to write about is kind of like a certain like larger human uh, connection to nature. So it was just it was a really interesting interview where he was kind of he was kind of saying like he felt like Chinese writers had kind of like sort of picked up the baton so to speak that American sci-fi writers and uh, and American like Hollywood filmmakers and stuff had been kind of like carrying for a really long time. Right. You know? And but uh, they're very 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 good books. That makes a lot of sense because China just in the their own lifetime in these writers lifetimes has experienced a huge growth in basically any measuring stick that you can possibly measure um but but like technologically certainly and just in the past you know 50 years like crazy in fact what they've done is incredible and unprecedented and so it's like they're in this time of growth so it only makes sense that they would be thinking about like look what we've accomplished in our lifetimes what's next you know so that that makes a lot of sense to me yeah i'll put the a link to the trailer in the description beneath this uh episode because it's very good please do yeah and very stylized i think it's, it's gonna be cool I'm stoked for it. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, okay, so I finally beat Tears of the Kingdom. The Zelda game, yeah. It took me about a month, a month and some change. It was excellent. I, I loved it. It was awesome. I probably could have done even more wandering around than I already have. I did a lot of wandering around and listening to audiobooks. Last week, you were kind of complaining about crafting a little. There's a lot of crafting, yeah. Um, I think... I think it balanced it pretty well. Like at first when I started playing it, I was like, oh man, <laughs> if I was just going to have to be building go-karts this entire game. And it's like, no, that's not really what, like, I think at first, the first like 
fifth of the game or something they're like hey this is pretty cool if you ever want to do this you know but then the whole game doesn't necessarily okay revolve around it the entire time you're playing it which is nice but i feel like i saw a lot of what the game had to offer I mean, it, it had a much better story and a and way better voice acting than breath of the wild in my opinion i was so much more engaged in what was going on zelda had a much bigger role to play in the game that's refreshing i feel like that's rare i know yeah zelda's hardly ever and i mean she was she was in breath of the wild kind of but in this one it's like a whole lot more of zelda it's a whole lot more backstory there's a lot more characters with a lot more lines it's just it just feels cool. like a fleshed out like fantasy video game story and yeah breath of the wild kind of felt like eh, all this stuff happened but why don't you go wander around right, and i'm just link running around killing stuff but yeah i mean i really liked it i imagine i'll rock another playthrough in the near future uh, i'm still playing diablo 4 and it's it's great i love it but i'm not i'm not quite as into it as i was into tears of the kingdom but i think it might be because i'm playing it by myself I was just gonna say yeah i think you need to play it with a lot of people. like my brother vaughn has been playing it with a group of his friends that he regularly plays video games with I'm surprised you're not playing with him no i just like he's like a way higher level and stuff and i'm like kind of just chipping away at it he's like way far progressed he's also not reading four books and about to like write his own yeah i mean i just really like to play those kinds of games like i just like playing single player games as evidenced by uh the top 10 of all time video games uh list that i put out on tiktok which i was happy that it went viral you oh, know nice. but i love it i think it's great when my videos go viral i think it's really cool also a little bit stressful sometimes especially in the video game community because they can be a little yeah that's the word i'm looking for they can be a little feisty <laughs> they're a little feisty yeah yeah i mean like opening up your phone and seeing 35 comments in a row telling you how stupid you are is like not not super fun yeah well i mean and you go viral right so 35 would be a good day 300 is like <laughs> yeah i mean yeah def well that's just no that's just like right when i open my phone oh, i mean there oh, are sure. 300 of them <laughs> without yeah, even like, digging yes. they're in there yeah i mean i did it to my, i did it to myself but right. uh i knew what was going to happen when i posted video game content obviously but posting about, i like talking about video games so as you can see by me talking about them right now but i wouldn't have guessed you were opinionated or anything <laughs> yeah weird somebody that reads and plays as many video Reviews games things. as i do has opinions on them yeah uh but i mean it's fine um i really like playing single player games so that was like pretty much all the games that i listed and uh it's funny somebody said wow do you play you like playing games with swords in them and, uh, and I, I was a little starky i said yeah it might have something to do with a giant wall of fantasy books behind me <laughs> yeah. you know? like it <laughs> But yeah, those are the those are the kinds of games that I like. I'm the same way, man. Like I don't like I can go play football. Not that I would. I'm terrible at team sports. But uh, you know, it's like I can do that should I so desire to. But like I can't go ride a dragon, cast spells, and get into a sword fight with an orc. You know, it's like so. I'm yeah, but but to be fair, to be fair, you can't be in the NFL, right? Yeah, that's like, very true. Yeah, that's true. So so playing like a Madden game is sort of the same oh, like vein of wish right, fulfillment right. kind of, you know what it I mean? is like a fantasy and, thing too yeah yeah and by by that same uh, metric so it would be like a grand theft auto or call of duty or whatever i mean i think that those games have a lot of merit to them and stuff it's just not really my bag it's yeah. just not the aesthetic i'm looking for it's not the feedback loop loop i'm looking for Doesn't or anything capture but, the wanderlust uh, it's not for me personally but i but i get it i think uh, you're totally right on the diablo front and that you would be enjoying it with more i, I really like the diablo franchise or at least since like the last one yeah the lore is really good yeah. i like the lore a lot and it's pretty yeah. and okay so the way i really like playing video games with other people in fact i very rarely play a video game unless it is with another person um, though i will probably play the new zelda game at some point here because breath of the wild was the last game i played through fully and it was lovely but 
the my problem is is all the shooter games like i got really into um apex thank you apex legends for yeah, a little we while were playing that yeah, together, yeah, we played yeah. For a while. <laughs> but everyone is so much better than me and so oh yeah i'm just way better destroyed and i just feel bad because yeah. like it's a team of three so it's like not like no yeah. one even notices chad it's like no people are noticing no. we got wiped because they're mad. of me they're, you know yeah they're mad they're mad so it's like the <laughs> yeah. diablo i feel like i can easily grasp those sort of games and if it's like you know it's like a level thing obviously i can't overcome that barrier but nobody can it's not a skill thing it's like a level thing you yeah know? totally and i mean there's so much really great lore mixed in there there's a bunch of you know classic fantasy elements to it so i'm sucked right into the game it's just beautiful too my friend uh some of you listening might know him his, uh, his name is easy cat or jason uh he's up he's up on the tiktoks and the instagrams and the book community oh, yes and, an adorable human yeah i love jason and uh we were dming back and forth and i said something like hey have you been playing diablo it's really awesome and he was like uh i don't know and then he just wrote walk walk smack smack walk walk smack smack <laughs> and i was like wow thanks for ruining that entire game for me jason because <laughs> that's basically what it is totally yeah, you're watching numbers go up and and it's funny too because you know i like uh i like borderlands a lot i was just gonna make fun of you for that <laughs> that's basically diablo but first person shooting killing people and taking their stuff killing people taking their stuff yeah it's just watching numbers go up but anyway yeah um, so i yeah i finished tears of the kingdom still playing a little diablo 4 liking it i've been writing quite a bit yes, you have that's been really what's taking up most of my time like i'm picking at some books i'm picking at some games and stuff trying to watch some stuff you know but mostly been writing and for all you patrons that are listening right now you can go over to the patreon page today and read the first chapter the prologue actually and first chapter of my book uh, angie kills a king so i want to get something really clear though because i made this post and told tens of thousands of people that i had a book uh in development it's not gonna come out for a while like it's not it's not gonna come it's not i'm not like announcing the release date or anything like that There's but like a, not patrick rothfuss a while just like no he's no working it's on not it a lot i know this because yeah. uh i've been helping him on some things and i talk to him four times a day and he's very much engaged with yeah. it it's happening. It's just like, I, I was just, I hope nobody misunderstood. And I wasn't like, here it is. You know, it's just, it's very, it's still got a ways to go. Uh, there's still quite a bit of work to be done in the book, but the more I'm working on it, the happier I am with it. And it's just been such a blast to write. I really like the two main characters a lot. If anything, this whole experience of taking this book well past the others I've worked on with regard to the amount of attention I've paid to it, it's only made me even more motivated to keep writing and developing books and a far more skilled writer i'm sure yeah. just to clarify what evan's like saying and the level of progress that he had he has a full book right now i've read it twice like it's fully completed yeah. he has mined the ore from the ground he's polishing it right now which i think in some ways is almost more laborious than it writing it feels harder yeah. yeah yeah it's more fun it's definitely more fun is it because i think well personally okay. like I, I think it's it's more fun because it's like in my mind like every time i make an improvement to it it's just that much better yeah. you know what yeah, i mean totally. so we're in like that territory where it's like i'm taking it from this thing that's like yeah it's there yeah i mean you could read right, it and right. you would know what it's you would know rock, what happens yeah, yeah and you would know what the story was if you read it, but I'm trying to make it more immersive. I'm trying to make it just more compelling, I'm trying to make sure the pacing is tight, but not too tight well, so succeeding. that you're getting information that you want. Yeah. No like, trying about it. And the, you know, reading as much as I have it has, you know, taught me quite a bit about what I'm looking for in a book. You know, I want a certain amount of information, but I don't want too much information, but I also don't want too little information, right. you know, and, and 
he's like, you've given me a ton of really good feedback. Too fun. Where, I really appreciate being involved in it. Yeah, I did kind of the first draft that I had, I paced it out a little too fast. Like there was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I wasn't, it didn't give you a chance. To, there was no vibes at all. It was, <laughs> it was all action. No I vibes. I would way yeah. rather have a clippy, punchy, fun book than one where I'm like, man, we have been lost about this backstory thing that's like yeah. kind of important but only tertiarily to what's actually happening you know and i think you erred on the right side totally but you have to have a reason to keep reading and you have to have a reason to care yes. about what you're reading about totally. so it's it's like so that's kind of what i'm doing right now yeah so i just want to clear that up and just say like the first chapter and the prologue will are up on patreon right now and you can go read those and of, of course let me know your thoughts you don't have to comb through it with a super fine tooth comb and like tell me where a comma should be or whatever but right, like he'll have an editor yeah, but yeah, give me your idea, like your any ideas you have on it, you know, like, is it is it boring? Does something not make sense? Is it do you not feel engaged? Like, do you not care about something? Like, those are the things that I'm concerned with. And, you know, mostly things making sense, obviously, totally. like I want things to make sense. Though I will say, you know, for someone like a book is a very personal thing. You know, like I think authors are some of the most fearless people because they're kind of giving the world keys to their imagination they're really yeah. putting themselves out there not even in just like yeah I, it's a very it's like I don't, I don't mean to like diminish other people putting themselves out there other arts forms or anything but it's a very specific and deep and like it's very self-exposing and it's like oh yeah there's yeah, a large really i don't know like i think they're very very brave people because like i said they're giving the world the keys to their the to their imagination and so if you do have things that you think could be better i would find a few things that you that he did very well which there's a lot of and mention those as well <laughs> sure. because it can be it's a very personal thing you know i think so anyway and i think it's nice to be nice <laughs> no. well thanks chad yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm working on what is, uh, I think, my fourth revision of the story. Well, I had one total overhaul rewrite, um, which took a long time. And then, so this is my fourth revision. So beta readers uh, that are listening right now, I've got a, a list of some beta readers. I'm going to try to have like 15 to 20. And uh, you just have to wait a little longer to get the beta read copy in your hands. And then uh, everyone else that's not a beta reader, you will eventually, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do self-publish. I don't know. I, I think uh, initially what I'm going to do is send it out to as many agents as I can with the cover letter and just try my very best to um, get traditionally published. I think it's fine to try. Um, if it doesn't work out, then we'll go self-publishing so that we can make sure people can read it. And I'm, I'm really fine with either one. Like it's, you know, uh, both of them have their strengths and weaknesses. I think when people self-publish, I think that's an awesome thing. And when people get an agent and get into traditional publishing, that's awesome too. You know, like whatever is going to work for the story that you're trying to put out. And I hope that with enough, hopefully some guidance from other authors that I know and stuff. And just, I hope that I can, Put it where it will get read the most and where it will hopefully get a cool cover. Yeah, the seed lands in fertile soil. But then, yeah, once uh, I get the beta notes back, I'll do more revisions and more tweaks and stuff. And I just want to say again to everybody that showed so much enthusiasm on TikTok and Instagram and especially in the, in the Discord, on the Patreon, thank you. I mean, it, it really means a lot knowing so many people support me getting out of the review space and into the creative one. It's a, no, not it's a jump. You of know? the review space, just in addition to, I'm not letting you go, my friend. No, I'll still be doing all this. I find the most like challenging and also kind of fun thing when we're going through some of these chapters together where some of the changes that we make now, since there is the rest of the story in creation, it's like we have to be very careful that like anything that's changed doesn't alter or not make anything 
not make sense anymore for the rest of the story. And that's kind of a, a tricky game sometimes, you know? Yeah, you know, I was kind of talking with Chad, you know, because Chad is one of the few, the very few people who have read the entire thing as it is right now. And Chad was giving me all these notes and stuff. And I was just, there was, I, it occurred to me how many things I was really juggling in a pretty straightforward story, you know? I mean, it's really not that complicated at all. It's just one point of view character. It's, it's as straightforward as it can be. But as we got to the end of Chad's notes, I was like, wow, I'm actually, there's a lot of balls up in the air here, you know? And that's because it's like, if you're like, yes, it's like a one point of view story and fairly simplistic. I don't want to say what story is about or anything. And it's fairly you know simplistic as far as like the action or blocking one could say, but like, it's a story about people and that is complicated and people yeah. and emotions yeah. and relationship is and growth, and growth. yeah, yeah. And, it's it's yeah. It, it's a lot to juggle and so like i don't i think to say that it's a simple story is selling it a little short because yes it's a simple tale but it is not a simple story if that makes sense yeah but, uh yeah let's uh let's move right on okay. to uh, what i've actually been reading because yeah i could talk about this forever yeah, for obviously real. because i've been doing it for <laughs> it's been so much of my life lately but let's get into the books that i read this week so let's do it i finished leviathan falls i finished the expanse Ooh. the expanse is done i don't want to say anything at all about it right now i haven't uh, finished we're it doing yet. the final okay cool yeah because we're doing the final expanse episode really really soon we should have that show because you've got like what like 100 pages yeah, or something barely. Left? I, I could do have it done by tomorrow which is what i'm planning on cool so yeah we'll have that out uh, i need to edit it and so we'll have that out on wednesday for everybody but yeah i mean i'm i was i was actually in that moment just about to say something but i'm <laughs> not going to say anything i'm going to hold my opinions for that episode all i will say is that The Expanse, all nine books of it, is very much worth reading. It's an excellent series. I'm probably going to watch the show now. I watched the first season. I'll probably finish out the show now. Apparently, they only made six seasons. Oh, really? And they're done. That was probably a good move. I mean, if there's any complaint that I have, and I haven't finished it, right? So I don't know the ending. But if there's any yeah. complaint that I have, is like sometimes it's like we're getting into a lot of space battles where the Rocinante is dodging a lot of missiles. Like there seems to be a lot of like repeated similar situations that I feel like they could be kind of combined together, yeah. you know? So one thing that I usually do when I finish a series like this is I'll kind of go on Reddit or Goodreads and just kind of, or YouTube or whatever, and just kind of like see what other people thought about it. And a lot of the complaints that I saw for The Expanse was repetition. Yeah. And it's funny because it shouldn't be any shorter than it is. It's so odd. Like, it's so odd because I don't think it should be eight books. I don't think it should be seven books. I think nine books is perfectly fine for the scope and the chain of events that are happening, the way that James S.A. Corey laid it out. I think it's appropriate, but it is repetitive. It's so weird <laughs> like how that ended up happening, you know? And I do agree with a lot of those critiques of it that I, I think that a lot of how repetitive it feels is because I think James S.A. Corey seemed to have a sort of uh, formula for how they were going to develop action sequences and then the kind of reaction fallout. sequences. Fallout, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Build it's just kind of that. Like, action, fallout, reaction, yep, totally. There's there's a lot of that like over and over again, almost like Formulaic. in this... It's like It's like a rhythm that, this, that the series follows. And I think that for some people, that's really great. And for other people, it's, it starts to feel a little bit boring. And I think I kind of lean into that latter Same. category but not quite like not i do understand why it is the way it is and if you read it i think you'll you'll probably understand that as well but i mean it's it's the quality of the series is far beyond any of the worst critiques that i've seen right um it's it's very very good uh, so i'm excited to talk about that 
on a probably a two-hour episode. Oh, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, can, I totally agree. At no point was I like I'm bored with this story, but I'm no, not really. I, there's definitely been multiple points where I'm like I am feeling some fatigue, and I wish they would get a yeah. move on. Like I think we mentioned yeah. in the previous episode, it's like characters will talk about an event and how they reacted to it, and then characters will talk about how the characters react, how the other characters, and it's like, we have this chain of talking, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know? So it gets a but little fatigue because, sometimes. Ah, but it's so important because the books, the books are not really about what you think they're about they're right. about the people you know they're they're about it's like a family right. you know it's a it's found a family story yeah and it's about humanity expand okay we're yeah, done yeah, we're okay. done, we're done. <laughs> we gotta because <laughs> if i start going i'm gonna keep going just tune into the episode it'll be juicy and long yeah, tune into the episode um i also finished a book uh, by christopher triana who is a horror writer an independent horror writer uh, called they all died screaming you might have so, uh, you might have seen my video on it uh, i've started doing this thing on tiktok and instagram called indie book of the week where i'm going to try to showcase an independent author an independent story uh, i'm going to try for once a week I'm, i don't i'm trying here you know like it's, it's difficult if there like, was one thing that i thought about you it was that guy doesn't read enough he could really put some more effort out you know four or five books a week is not enough <laughs> well, one thing that i thought about me though that is valid is i'm not i don't i personally with the platform that i have I came to the conclusion, and this is just me. If you're a creator too, I'm not coming down on anybody. Everybody does everything the way that they do it. But for me personally, I felt I have too big of a platform to not be platforming a, a decent amount of independent authors. Totally. Like, you, you can I, actually I be influencing their success too. You're that large, realistically. At least a little tiny, like somewhat more than it was before. You know what I mean? So I... I'm just I want to start reading more independent authors. I think it's important for the community. I think it's important for authors. I think it's important for stories. And now that you like are that now too, you might have even a, a greater sense of like Yeah. yeah of like totally. Yeah, I'm there. I'm with you. I under of understanding of where they're at, you know. Yeah, I mean I'm part of this community and I want to help. Um, considering I've built up a platform. So yeah, uh so my first book that I read was a uh Splatterpunk horror book, <laughs> which was really really intense. Explain splatterpunk for those who may not uh, know the the tiny subgenres. So without using too many really triggering words, <laughs> uh, splatterpunk is is basically a subgenre of horror that's trying to stretch the boundaries of what is kind of like acceptable for like explicit content. You know, it's it's just very very intense. You know, it's very um, graphic. Ah. It's very vivid. It's just it's very violent. You know, um, and it's not like this thing that I want to like really start getting into. I think it's one of those things where I can read maybe one or two of them a year or something like that. You know, I do think it's really cool that the genre exists. I think that, you know, if you can do it in a, in as graceful a way as you can, considering what the content is, right? I think that it's really cool that that, that genre exists in a, in an art form that shouldn't really have that many limits to it, you know? And especially if it's not just, horrible stuff for horrible stuff's sake like this book felt pretty deep you know it's about a plague which is you know basically it's over you know what i mean like the plague is is doing its plague okay. thing uh like it's it's over for the human race pretty much and so that's interesting in and of itself but one of the things that i thought was even more interesting about it was that it's from the point of view of people in society that society would consider losers you know like mm. low lives they have really nothing to lose in this situation from like a societal point of view, you know, and thus are taking it the best. 
handling it the well, best? They're not, well, they're not really, okay, though. Okay. And, and it's, and so there's, there was quite a bit to unpack with this book. I, I thought it was really well done. Uh, Christopher Triano's prose is really good. Uh, his dialogue was awesome. You know, I flew through this book. It took me like a day and a half to read it. I, I read, it was 200 pages, read it really quickly. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking pretty highly about this because personally, I have the stomach for what was in it. And so I'm not really recommending this to people like I normally would, you know, like normally I would say, hey, I really liked it. Maybe you should check it out. But in this specific instance with this specific genre and this specific book, I would say if you have read this kind of stuff before or you're interested in reading stuff that's extremely graphic, then yeah, maybe this would be a good spot to start. But if you're if you've never read that kind of stuff before, you know, it's just like like or at least look up what the content warnings are and stuff, which it will cover literally scores of them right I, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you're saying some foods and beverages should be sipped and not chugged right like dip your and while i agree with the idea of like generally speaking there shouldn't be a limitation of on, on art or expression there can be things that could be like affect others in ways that they don't in some other way so it's like a totally, good to tread yeah. with caution in some of these areas for sure especially if you have like yeah. history with anything or it can be have some trauma or something you know just it's a good yeah. place to be careful because some doors uh are hard to close once opened you can't yeah there's certain toothpaste you can't put yeah back in exactly, exactly, exactly so you know uh, tread with caution i felt kind of weird when i finished it but i kind of liked how weird i felt you know it's kind of like watching a a horror movie totally. you know i mean it's cathartic there's something in it that is drawing you to it there's a certain feeling of um like i know i'm safe while this unsafe situation is unfolding right um, so there's there's that and a level of understanding you can get understanding maybe a little bit of a hint of what those people might be going through or people who go through similar terrible um situations here you know i'm sure you could make the argument and i've heard the argument that like if you can have those themes like are they more effective because it's more graphic? And I don't really know the answer to that. Like I, I, I have, mm. I would have to read more of it to really land on an answer because yeah. I, I don't really know because it, it's a, it's a very valid argument, and I would even call it a criticism of the genre. It's just like why would you need to make it like that? You know, like if you can get those points across without, can you not right. get them across? Yeah, exactly. Can you not get them across as effectively? And I, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a tough yeah. one, and everybody consumes and learns and understands things differently in their in their own experience with life, right? But like, you know, I like that you said that there was like some depth to it because you, you, there's a key sentence that you said where you're like, if it's just like gross for grossness sake, like I don't really like a comedian that is like just swearing a bunch or is like really gross for the sake of being gross. Like I don't find a lot of value in that. Um, so I like that there's depth and meaning interwoven. Some people, I'm not hating on those some people who do are though. in there yeah, for that, yeah. but you know. uh, I don't find it personally to can to be meaningful to me at least uh, in, in in a large amount anyway. So um, yeah, I like that it has meaning. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like glad the books exist, even if I'm not reading them, kind of thing, you know. Uh, and, and like I said, maybe one or two a year. Like I, uh, Daniel Volpe, Volp, uh, another Spiderpunk author, saw that I was working with Christopher Triana and like emailed me and said, Hey, I'd like to send you some of my stuff. And I was like, yeah, send it over. You know, like, You've opened I want it, you know, the bloody gates. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. I was actually in the middle of reading. They all died screaming and Christopher Triana messaged me on TikTok and said, Hey, I, I, I wouldn't mind sending you some of my other books. That's pretty cool that authors like learn. not even he didn't say other books because he didn't know I was reading. Uh, I, I emailed him back and I was like, oh, my God, I'm literally reading your book oh, he didn't right know now. That? Like, the, no, he didn't know that. Yeah, like wow. the the odds were so wild that I had been sure reading it. That's crazy. No, 
I didn't say anything. I didn't. I mean, I mean, you reviewed it, right? Well, no, he hit me up before I reviewed it. Wow. Yeah. No, I, was, wow. I remember I was sitting I was, so vividly. I was sitting at a bus stop and I pulled out my phone and checked my, my TikTok and I had a message from Christopher Triana and they all died screaming was in my bag. Wow. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, and he sent me a, a nice little care package with some of his books. And I think one that's about to come out um, soon. So. Cool. It's funny, I hadn't really been reading too much horror until I started on TikTok and Instagram. And the horror community on Reddit, on TikTok, on Instagram, in my opinion, it's the nicest community. <laughs> They're all so cool. All the creators are super awesome. Uh, every conversation I see is just really level-headed, really nice. You know, it, it's just interesting that something with, you know, such explicit, intense content can have like such delightful people. Yeah, that's an interesting juxtaposition. I mean, you know, pe people are cool. Yeah, I'm sure there's some sense to it. I'm not smart enough to know what it is, but uh, I like that it's there. Okay, so... I read that and to kind of cleanse the palate, I've been reading more of uh, All the Young Dudes, which is such a such a palate cleanser. I'm almost into year six now and still just chugging away. And oh man, I don't want to give anything away. There is a romance, a, bl a blossom in romance <laughs> that I'm so, so here for it. And it's so great. And um, man, I, I love it. And I also found a a uh, audiobook reading of it oh, cool. on YouTube. And we'll put the link to that in the description as well for people that don't want to read it on AO3 or whatever. If, you, if you're an audiobook person and you want to read all the young dudes, but you don't really feel like reading it on your phone or on your Kindle or whatever, we do. I did find a full reading of it on YouTube. You, and it's a little chopped up, you know. You do recommended it to me the other day. I found oh, it really too cool. and found me. <laughs> I love how in, in the description for it or in the, um, in the, the tag or whatever it's called the thumbnail, the thumbnail uh -huh. it said uh like fantastic beasts and it says a chapter and it says like audio and then it says in parentheses in all caps it says british <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure everyone knows this is the way it's supposed to be this it's is british, british. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, and yeah i was like oh that's the one i want yeah oh, perfect, for sure perfect yeah, i need it i need it british but yeah i love it i love it so much all the young dudes is great and it's a fantastic palate cleanser uh, i would recommend all the young dudes to anybody that likes harry potter really it's it's just as good it's it's just as good as harry I mean, potter you said if, the other if, day if, i think it's like better it more, i think it's yeah yeah i don't know if i can say like i think it's better but like i like it right. a lot more it resonates like, but with them, i'm an adult, adult now and like yeah, yeah, totally. yeah it's a whole different thing uh this the this it's kind of apples and oranges at this point but whatever uh, i'm also reading the wisdom of crowds by joe abercrombie the third book in the age of madness trilogy i'm about 200 i'm like halfway through it yeah it's it's excellent I, I, it's in the running for the best series i've read this year it's just it's just nom 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 joe abercrombie that surprises just, me not I, at all it's just every chapter is awesome every conversation is awesome he's throwing all kinds of weird stuff in that i wasn't expecting um the, and it's he really backloads those books like there's so much kind of like sanderson almost it's like that last 50 to 100 pages is just like you're grabbing your hair like what is going on right now and then and then like the last couple of chapters it's just like boom 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 everything's different and you're just like oh my god what the it's like you're on a roller coaster right most start by the tick 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 to the top you know and those ones totally. just like loop you loop at the end over and over and over yeah. uh, but it's a very very it, good uh, i love joe Evercrombie. i think it's i think i might like it more than first law actually it so? just feels so much more yeah it feels like a lot more focused yeah, like first law felt a little like all over the place, not um not like tonally and not really in quality, but it, it feels a little all over the place because you're kind of in a lot of different spots. 
yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then and then people move around to a lot of different spots too. But with this, I just I feel like I just have a much better understanding of like what the core problem is. You right. know, like what the core situation it's a little more is. Focused. So I would yeah recommend that to everybody too. Uh, I haven't even started the toll. I know. I, we got to get that done. <laughs> I, have I was finished, distracted. Though, I have week. not finished Leviathan Falls. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I will get on. I promise I will read the toll. I'm sorry. I everybody. promise I'll read it. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Chad. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. It's just been sitting. It's just been sitting on my on my nightstand. And it's just, it's like 600 pages. And I'm just like, oh, God. But I do want to, I want to know what Audio happens because the, uh, yeah, the, I do have it on audiobook. Yeah. I should do it. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last thing, a little uh, update from me. I started watching The Sopranos again. Because I had only seen the first season, but I was cruising through on Max and I saw The Sopranos and I was like, you know what? Let's just watch that first episode again. And I watched the first episode and I was like, damn, this show is amazing. Oh my God. How many times did you think if there were Jade battles in this, it would be so awesome? Oh yeah. (laughs) It was the same. Because we were talking about it on last Friday. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why, that's why I clicked on it. Cause we were talking about The Sopranos last, last week and, um, and Greenboat and everything. Yeah. And James Gandolfini. That's his name, right? Yeah, I think the, so. Yeah. The main guy. What a cool wow. name. What an incredible actor. Just in that first episode, like his performance, when he starts crying, it's just, oh my God, the ducks, the ducks. Yeah, it, it hits. And there's something yeah. about it. Cause like the man is a straight like criminal murderer. Like he does a lot yeah. of terrible things, but you really are behind him the whole way. For some reason, you really, I really like latched on to his character. Cause he's just, he's got this depth to him and he, presents it so well and it's 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 a it's a masterpiece of television in my opinion yeah i'm really excited to uh to watch it um and i hope it doesn't take up too much of my time because and it probably will because like when i watched better call saul i watched that like i've never really watched tv and like and, and not never but like i like i haven't watched tv in a long time where i really binged that show i had it i watched it when i had covid so i think that's what it was so that's pretty justified. I didn't have anything else to do, so I just watched like all like sixty three or whatever episodes of it. Well, there's only eighty six episodes. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! No, oh jeez. And the crazy thing about The Sopranos is a lot of shows I find that are that huge in their scope and their length and just the largeness of them get a little they lose themselves along the way at points, yeah. you know, and this. I was there for it the whole time. Like wow, maybe interesting. You know, yeah. it's been many years since I've listened to, or since I've watched it. But when I watched it, I did it over the course of like a month and a half and was just like, I'm so into this. Me and my roommate at the time were just geeking out. Yeah. See, I think that it's so long and it's going to take me a while to watch it. So I'll try to spare everybody. Like maybe I'll talk about it like once every other week or something like that. Just so, so it doesn't get boring. And I'm like, oh, I'm still watching The Sopranos. It's still amazing. You know, so it doesn't become your he who fights with monsters. Like it's really good, guys. It's really good. Insightful commentary. Have you been reading that this week? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch The Wire? Um, I've watched uh, the first season of The Wire. Damn, I, um, I didn't get into it. But everyone tells me you got to watch like the first three. And I'm like, it's if I like watched three seasons to love I, it, like I know. Ah. And it's like apparently one of the best shows ever made. And like for some reason, I was I liked the stuff that was happening. Everything that was not part of the police force, yeah. I was into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Idris Elba stuff. Like I, I was, I was into pretty much everything that was going on until it was the cops talking to each other again, and I just tuned out. That's like I, was half. Like, I don't know what the hell. I know, and I know that it's it's interesting, obviously, but like 
it was just, and then it would cut away and I was back to being interested again. And then it would like cut back to these guys just on like a stakeout in like a van. And it's just like, I don't care about yeah. you guys. I, yeah, and, I but agree totally. It's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I don't know, like it, it happens with all kinds of stuff. Like sometimes you're just not really in the mood, you yeah. know, like I, I, I'm sure there are shows like, uh, that, that are not that great the first time around. And then you try it again. And it's just like with books, just like with games, movies, everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's very true. But anyway, let's uh, let's talk about you. You were what you're reading. He who fights with monsters. Yeah, I didn't read of course. a ton of it, but I definitely did read some of it because I would get a little yeah. tired of the, the toll was really um good. I don't want to get into it too much, but I, I really enjoyed it a lot more than some of the hullabaloo that I was like hearing online. Like I yeah. don't do a lot of looking into books about like what other people are saying, but I definitely am in the uh, community, and so I just I hear you know things and. I heard a lot of shade cast on it and I yeah quite a bit I didn't think it was as much of a mess as it was posed to me yeah people seem pretty upset about it not like everybody obviously but I I definitely got some comments when I said I was reading Scythe where a lot of people were like hey the first two books are awesome but the third one's a total mess I understand where they're coming from I don't really want to say why because it'll give things away but like I get it I I do really because it's yeah there's does it just kind of go off the rails? No, like, does it... I think there was a there was a expectation and a level of satisfaction that they were going to get that they just had in their brains, and as did I, kind of that is f- maybe fulfilled in a different way than they thought was going to. And so it's okay. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away because it'll, I don't know. You're now smart I'm like enough that you'll be able though. to get it. Um, but like I was. I I I enjoyed it. I was very interested in it the whole way through. It was exciting. Sounds like we're gonna have a doozy of an episode. We're gonna have a good episode about it. Yeah, yeah I, I really cool. liked it. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll turn through it. It could have been better. The first book and the second book are probably better, but like, <laughs> it like, wasn't. Bad. You're like bouncing around like a pinball I know, right now. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny how like you look at a book, right? Because while I was actually in it, reading it. I was at no point being like, this is a dumb book. In fact, the second book I was really annoyed with. I think that was really just the toll that I, or, yeah. excuse me, the Thunderhead that I didn't really like. Was I right about the uh, a certain... Kind of? Interesting. Okay, yeah, wow. and that's maybe okay, my wow. sad, that's yeah. maybe the problem that I have with it is that like, I'm, my like upsetness may not have been fully unjustified. Fully invalid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, well, but we'll, maybe we'll, we'll talk about I'm really it, yeah. interested actually to hear your opinion on it because there are things sure. that you notice in books that I don't and points the authors are making that I'm like, oh, cool. That makes a lot of sense and totally makes up for this hole that I thought that it had. So um, I'm, I'm interested to hear your take. So I enjoyed it thoroughly while I was reading. While I look back upon it, I'm like, you know, there was a platform there that we could have built some really cool things that maybe weren't built, but... Uh, you know, it's like okay. I said, like I said, when I was in it, I enjoyed it. So well, you you did a really good job talking about that to the best of your ability without ruining it for me. So I appreciate <laughs> that. You. Yeah, we'll see if uh, I'll ruin it for myself. You know? So uh, and then uh, I read some of Tiamat, or I read some of uh, Leviathan Falls, but not nearly as much as I should have. So as you said, I promise I will read uh, uh, the Toll. I promise yeah, I will there. read Old Leviathan's Falls. I'll have it done probably by tomorrow. Cool. You inspired me two things actually this week that you inspired me on. So the first uh-huh. one was Joe Abercrombie because yeah. you were just like non nominate so much. Yeah. And I was like, man, like there's just those authors, like every few years, if I go like two or three years without reading a Robin Hobb book, I'm going to like want that, you know? And totally it was time for me to hit some Joe Abercrombie. And so I read 
um i finished it actually and i'm like a healthy chunk into the second one as well of of the shattered sea series so of, of half the world or no excuse me half a king and then yeah. is the, what the first one's called and the second one's called half half the world i think uh and then it's half a war or something i think the is third that... one's half a war okay. and the second yeah. one's half a world half the world sure. i think is what it's called um the first one's half a king and it was really good yeah solid yeah it was growing it was awesome it was punchy and then right when the storyline i was like this is about to become boring it became super not boring. And I was like, Abercrombie, yeah. like at no point was I <laughs> unhappy with it. I, I mean, I read it in two days. It was awesome. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I, I listened to the first book on audiobook at work when I was working at my like coffee warehouse mm-hmm. job like years back. And I was so excited about it. And then I just didn't finish the series. And I used to do that all the time with stuff. If you're a listener and a longtime listener of the podcast, you know I had this weird period of time where I was just reading the first book in series and then not finishing the series. That one was one of them, and I was so happy with it. It's it's a very solid book. It could be a standalone. You think so? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Like, yeah, I think because like he's yeah, it kind of does like round it kind of yeah resolves oh, pretty well. It wraps up say, very yeah, nicely. And like I remember yeah. having read a solid 20% of the second one, like the first characters, the characters that are the main um, protagonists in the first book are definitely a big part of these books, but like, they're not the main characters. Yeah. I think that might, that might've been why I didn't keep going. Maybe, maybe I felt like I wanted to read some other stuff and that one rounded out pretty well. And huh. like, it truly could be I a standalone about that book. before, huh. uh, but it was a lot more narrow and focused than anything that i've read from joe abercrombie before he's usually pretty vast in his scope like there's yeah lots of point, lots of, view of, point of view characters nations and politics and there was certainly nations yeah. and politics in a very fleshed out world but it's like very much about one person's journey and i liked that it was nice refreshing yeah uh, i think it's been um kind of sorted into young adult i've seen it but it it wherever i've seen it on at bookstores it's always in the adult fantasy section okay i mean if crooked kingdom and six of crows is young adult then this could certainly be young i was so shocked when i found crooked Uh, kingdom it's new adult is what it's oh there's a subgenre not subgenre but there's i guess it is a subgenre but uh the the it's called new adult oh okay my barnes uh, and noble hasn't picked that up yet just has why no and that's not it's not in pals or anything you don't see it really even on like amazon stuff really uh, at least i haven't oh. fourth wing is considered new adult crooked kingdom and six of crows okay. is new adult uh so then yeah i would i would probably consider the shattered sea to also be new adult totally yeah. I, I would put it on the same level of age i guess but i don't know there's a certain level of like once it's past this it's anyone can read it it's not like a 70 year old yeah not gonna and like... like i don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't read uh six of crows but there's a part on a boat in that book that is decidedly not young adult yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's I was pretty gruesome when i walked yeah. by i was in the barnes and noble and i was like walking by the young adult section to the fans and i looked over and saw it and i was like what these are young adult books <laughs> these are like, really yeah, dealing with some like pretty grown up things <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah well it, genres are weird yeah genres are really weird and uh subgenres are even weirder but uh so what was the uh what was the second thing i inspired you to do okay so i've been trying to write a lot more but like i, yeah. I have i'm an idea man naturally and i have a problem and always have where it from from my entrepreneurial uh activities to my hobbies that that sounded illegal for some reason when you oh, said yeah. that. <laughs> from my side hustles wink wink uh no my garbage business anymore uh, <laughs> my garbage business my oregano 
factory. Yes, no, um, totally. they're not illegal. But I I have a tendency to just jump around because I get I'm a very excitable person and I'll get excited about a new thing. And then I just like will go over there and dig a little hole over here and dig a little hole over there and dig a hole over there. And like it's fine to do that in a lot of different areas like entrepreneurial one is not one of them right because there's so many people trying to do these things that if you're not the best at something then you're not going to be doing that thing really or be successful at it um and i feel similarly with writing that like you really need to dig one good hole not 17 like i have like 10 first yeah. 15 pages written out and then mm -hmm. i was just i was listening to uh joe abercrombie and i paused it because i had a great idea <laughs> i was like oh my gosh yeah. and then i was like Okay, I think my problem is, is that I'm trying to get, I don't know, I was trying to get like operates outside of my like comfort zone a little bit or or just try to create something that was like super new and not done before. And I was like, Chad, you, what you need to do is write something that you love. So I've combined all of yeah. the aspects that I super love about a story and I've I've gotten farther in one book in the last three days than I have in any other book before though. And I think I'm oh, doing cool. a lot better this time too. Cause I'm not just like before I would literally just like page one. Right. And it's like, that's fine. And I'm stoked for that. But like, I've only, I, the story is very little actually written, but I have it like mapped out in my mind. Like I, ha I know the beginning and I know the end and I know the beginning scenes. Like I've got it kind of scened out a little bit. And then I yeah, wrote like a dramatic persona. I wrote like a world, a magic system and like I'm fleshing it out. So I have all of the building blocks and components. So now all I need to kind of do is like piece them together. And I think that'll be a little bit more cohesive and keep me on track a little more. Yeah, absolutely. All the building blocks are things that like I super love. And so I'm just like, it's just been like a, just me in a candy store of like chocolate and caramel and peanut butter and all my yeah, favorites. Yeah, totally. And it's so much fun. Yeah, man. And don't get don't get too down on yourself for starting and not finishing stuff. It's good to be excited about things and give it a shot and then understand why you weren't excited about it as much anymore and like look at it through that lens. And I have like 15 different, you know, like I thought this was a really good idea and I wrote like a it first scene is. and it might be. Yeah. I mean, it might just take some more love and that, that typically kind of is what it is, you know, I mean, right. there's a, there's a whole like, a, like doldrums area of writing where you, you're kind of past your honeymoon phase with the thing that you were writing. I was just going you know? to compare it to a relationship. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah and now, <laughs> and, well, I mean like now you're in the phase where it's like, real work yeah. and because you've worked on it it's like the more that you write if you're if you're writing a story and this is obviously for everybody listening that's trying to write and this is just from my personal experience but like the more you start fleshing something out the more complicated it gets and the more questions you have to answer the and the more yeah the harder it gets you know i mean you could you it's like the the first like couple chapters you write you're essentially just creating a bunch of plot holes <laughs> you know that you have to start sewing up through like as you keep going Absolutely. and it's and it becomes like this kind of insurmountable task where you're like how am i even what is what even is this like this isn't this what but i mean the only thing i can say as an unpublished author like as somebody that's still trying to get this right you really got to push through like you got to really i know it's so like cliche but you have to believe in yourself like you have to believe like you know what's what's always really stuck with me is it's better to have something finished than to have than to not have something like it's it's better to have it done than to have it perfect or what is what is the line like 
Like done is better than perfect or something like that. It's better to do a thing you know? than to live with the fear of it. Than to live with the fear of it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And it's not even going to read like a lot of the stuff that you like either. Totally. It's just not. It's just really not. Like it's going to, it's going to seem like a person writing for the first time. Like that's what it's going to read like. It doesn't matter how much you. Uh, I've been in that honeymoon stuff. phase yeah. so many times that it's like, I feel like I'm cheating myself out of the deeper relationship so to speak by not putting in the work and so it's like i want to i want to go through those like doldrums because that's where like you become a good writer right Uh, by putting in that effort not just like eating whatever your um uh your comfort food is you know it's like no you gotta like get some veggies in there and really stick with something and i think what i've done the tricks that i've employed and i've certainly by no means through the honeymoon phase so we'll see how long it lasts but um what I'm doing is I'm composing the story of all of my favorite ingredients, thus yeah. making giving myself the highest likelihood of failure or at least like slowing down the burnout process because I'm super into all the things that I'm writing about. It's fun. You're writing you're writing the story that you would want to read. Yeah, yes, 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 totally. That's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's really if fun. you can maintain that. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Really fun. It's that's the best. a cool like idea. <laughs> It's so much fun. And it's really fun to kind of surprise yourself and write a cool sentence and have a scene come together and, and it, it works. And then you have another scene come together and then you have both those scenes work together, you know, and then all of a sudden you're rolling along. Yeah, I'm not even worried um, about like originality. Like there was like, there's that's prevented ah, me in nah, stories before. I'm like, oh, that's been that. done so many times. Oh, I want to no, be original. And this time yeah. I'm like, I don't, give a, I don't care. Oh, I love reading about this. It's a thing. Yeah, I'm doing totally. It. It's original just because it's you doing totally, it. Totally. You know, like if, if I if I tried to write star wars a new hope uh, in microsoft word right now it wouldn't be star wars a new even if i named everybody the exact same right. it would it wouldn't be the exact same as it it would be really derivative <laughs> it wouldn't get published <laughs> but it would still be my thing it'd still be the thing that i did absolutely you know? um and one thing that's that's really helped me out through the doldrums and through just the kind of like smashing my head against my desk and just being frustrated and wondering why I'm even doing anything. One thing that's really helped me is I just tell myself, Evan, just write one sentence, like just write one sentence. And then maybe, maybe you'll keep going. Maybe you won't, you know what I mean? Like maybe today is just not the day. Maybe tomorrow's not the day. Maybe you're in a funk, but if you can get one sentence down, you know what you just did? You just made your book a little longer. Yep. Like that you you just got that much closer to whatever the end is, however far away the end is, you really you really did do it. I, like it's now it's more of a book. I do the same thing know? with working out. I'm like, just just maybe just yeah. go like do like three sets of that or like do 20, 50 push-ups, you know, and it's like, but like yeah. afterwards you you kick into gear and then you're excited. Like there's very rarely that I stop after that. Sometimes yes, but like then I'm like stoked. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm in it now. And it's like you just gotta get the ball rolling, you know. Um, which yeah, it's, to do. it's tough sometimes though because it's it's way easier to not do stuff than it is to do stuff believe me uh, but anyway yeah I, I i very much encourage you chad and anybody listening right now and even if it's not writing like whatever craft you're working on right now like you really have to fight your way through as ira glass said you know like mm-hmm. it's just your 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 uh, your your ability will catch up to your taste but you have to do a large volume of work you have to keep doing it i wish there was a better answer like i, I wish that there was some kind of like cheat code or or life hack so that 
you know, you would just become more inspired and, and more creative, but it's just, it unfortunately comes after years and years of not being very good at it. But you and know it's what? just, I think you have fun the whole time. Yeah, And like therein like, lies the value, yeah. right? Like time spent on something is like, 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 I don't want to be super cliche or, or quippy or anything, but it's like, it's definitely a journey game, not a destination game. Like, if it was easy and everyone could just like yeah. barf out a perfect novel, then it wouldn't really be like a special thing. And so it's like, it's cool that it's a struggle. You know, I think, th I think so anyway, you know, the, the things that have given me the most value in my life have been the hardest to do and accomplish. Yeah. 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 I, I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you're sitting in the moment and you're looking at a blank screen with a blinking cursor, um, it's, it, you don't really tend to romanticize it as much. You know, like, I think it's, it's much easier for me right now, after I've kind of like climbed out of the pit of despair that was this book, <laughs> you know, cause like I was really frustrated with it for a long time and I'm still frustrated with a lot of parts of it where Evan is very hard on himself. He beats himself up constantly. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, like I, I, which is good, <laughs> I want which is it to be really good. Yeah. I want it to be really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, and but one thing that I still am telling myself too is like you know what man like even if even if you publish this and it's like not really that well received because you just didn't really stick the landing and it's just like it's just not a very good book you can write another one like write another one like why the hell not what what like is someone going to be mean to you on the internet so you won't ever make art again like fuck that no no way no way I'll I'll be doing it forever it's okay yeah. to find eighty ways to not make a light bulb you know. I will let writing kill me before I stop doing it. Okay. I will, I will never stop doing it. I will put out 15 crappy fantasy books and I will just write a 16th one. And if you don't like it, you don't have to buy them. <laughs> right. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And that is the right you know, mentality. Like I, yeah. Like, and, and I, I love it. Like that when I'm actually doing it and I'm having a good time with it, that's worth it for yeah. me, you know? And I know it is for you too. Very so like, yeah. you know, just, yeah, it's like like enjoy the honeymoon while it lasts. Yeah, yeah, I, but I am. Remember, I'm really <laughs> trying to be remember, doing as much as I can because like, I know that it's like those <laughs> those endorphins are gonna go away. Um, yeah, like I wrote the first. Um, I might even I don't know. I might throw this one up too. But I wrote the first chapter for a horror novel that I'm working on while I had COVID, and I just finished it like like last week. Oh wow! I was gonna get like first chapter mode. We're gonna over the the Patreons are gonna get like yeah. 17 different first chapters <laughs> of books over the course of the next, which I'm sure they would love. But like uh, I finished this first chapter, and I was like pretty proud of it. And I was like, damn, that was pretty good. Like I like that a lot. And then it went to the second chapter, and I was just like. Oh shit! I don't know what to do now because it's a it's a horror novel. So like I I, I front loaded it oh. with like this really ridiculous, like, super dun, dun, dun. crazy scene, <laughs> and then like I have to kind of like reel it back and kind of develop what's going and on. And yeah. yeah, and so it's you know like when you watch a horror movie or when you read a horror book, you know it's like uh, you know you gotta like build the nice family up oh, totally. so that they have something to lose. Half the book you know, is and it's like half the story yeah, movie is scary it's at like, all. Uh, I don't want to do that part. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Um but yeah I was like really stoked about it. But now I'm like looking at it and it's just like I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> I should just outline You will it. as soon as you get through the Angie phase. So anyway I wanted to say thank you because you've been a great inspiration for me this week, both on the Abercrombie front and on the writing front. So uh well, yeah hell thanks, yeah brother. Um, of course. In addition to that, here that's it for the reads. But um, I have I found a lit RPG book on this um, audiobook site uh, ACX that I 
try out for that i've been like working hard on my audition and the, there's so many accents man like the scene there's like an irish accent both of a girl and a guy and a scottish accent there's a italian accent of a girl and a guy this person wants their elves read in an italian accent like what what the elves Oh, the elves. Oh, oh with the, I thought you said elves, oh, like elves. every no, no, elf. No, the elves, like, like elves. an Italian elf? Elves in an Italian accent. Like, are you kidding me? It's weird. I don't know. Um, and, and a Texan accent all in like one scene. And so I've been doing a lot of like accent. Like I'm pretty good with accents, but I don't want to botch it on this one. So I've been doing a lot of research on like accents and watching a lot of Matthew McConaughey speeches because he has a Western Texan accent. <laughs> and, good one to model it after. Yeah, kind of. But like he's a delightful person to listen to. Oh, of course. Like when I do an accent, I have to have a trigger phrase that allows me to think in that. Uh, totally. You know, it's like, yeah, and if I sense. don't have that, then I'm. Lo- I need to hear it. Like I can't. There's accents that I can only do. Like I couldn't give you an Australian accent right now. But if I heard someone talk in Australian for like a minute, I could do a great one. You know, so it's like I have oh, to have like my trigger phrase for um, Scottish is from Braveheart, where his dad's leaving, and he's like, "But I want to go." And then as soon as I got that, yeah. it's like, I can do it forever. No, it's no problem. You know, it's like you could just get it in <laughs> your brain. It's like, you, you know, it's like I'm not perfect at it, but it's like if once I can think it. But I don't have that for a lot of these. So I've been developing them um, because I want the book because it would be awesome. I hope you get it. Yeah, Thank I hope you. that because then you can start building your resume for audiobooks. Yeah, because all yeah, you need is a couple. So, so, so. All you need is a couple. And then and then you're then you're rolling. I know. You know. I feel like I got good voices, and so I know. I don't know. I feel like passion is half the battle, and I'm super stoked about it. And I love stories. So, like, it's another one of those things. Just keep hacking away. Yep, just, exactly. Just keep hacking away at it. And then uh, before we fun fact, I have two more things that I want to mention real fast. And these are just quick thank yous. Um, one of them is we got a new uh, five star review, I believe, on Apple Podcast by Morgan Lay Lee Lay L E I G H Lee Lay Morgan. You're awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, it was super sweet and meaningful. And like, I think I can speak for us both when I say it's hearing things like that, that she said in her five star review that like really help Evan and I keep going and stay motivated. And one review may seem like a small thing to many, but I don't know, to us and to me personally on a hard day, that one small review can mean everything. So uh, thank you, Morgan. Seriously. It's very encouraging for us to get that feedback. It really is. And And then public and helps the podcast and everything. Yeah. And it really helps a lot more than you think. Yeah, It's really crucial actually to have yeah. reviews uh, on these you know because people are cruising through looking for something to listen to they see book reviews called podcasts they go down and then if there's a hundred five-star reviews then people are much more likely to listen to it but if there's just a couple as much as we appreciate those like if there's not that many then you know people think it's like our moms or something you know yeah it wouldn't be my mom but 90 percent of podcast listeners like the hours listened are by are from 10 percent of podcasts that are created right so it can be hard. We're to... in the top two percent, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're in that. We're in that group. I've done yeah, that. Like, we're in we're there. Pretty, Thank you. We're pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in our arts and um, I'm just gonna brag a little bit here. In our uh, <laughs> in our arts and books category, in Apple Podcasts at least, there are 44,000 podcasts in that group, and we are typically within the 70th and the 150th, which puts us in like the 99.997 percentile of podcast in uh, our category which is super exciting and cool because uh i don't know a really, lot really a lot of podcasts awesome. there's a lot of podcasts so like thank yeah. you everyone for allowing us to be there because that's a you guys thing yeah that's definitely a listener thing not really yeah, a it means chad thing a lot so thank you and then the only uh, other thing is i got uh oh i'm so excited about this okay i got a book in the mail from uh molly and uh she had a sweet little note in there 
to me, which again, those reviews, those notes, those things, they're just, uh, they're fueled to my, I'm a very like words of affirmation, any sort of person. And so like those little, oh, Chad just told us all his love language. Yeah, That's so great. Yeah. And it's like, those little things just go so far to me. And um, so, yeah, thank you so much, Molly, for the book. I was literally looking for this book the other day because I've been wanting to read it ever since you told me about it, like a year ago. I got 16 ways to defend a walled city. Yay. That book is so good. I've been wanting to read this. Oh my for God. You're going to so love long. it. You're going to love it. I'm I so excited for it. you to read it. I've literally Just, like that's looked a Chad for it. book. Yeah. I've, I've looked for it book. every time I've been in Barnes and Noble, every used bookstore. I mean, I know I could just buy it on Amazon, but sometimes I want to like seek it out, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, or have it just come to me like this. And so I am so <laughs> excited. Molly, you crushed it more than you know on your selection of getting a book for me. So thank you. It was really meaningful. And uh, I'm really excited to read it. That's the first book in a trilogy. Is it really? Uh, yeah, but I think I don't I haven't read the second two. And I think that they're separate like uh, protagonists and like separate situations. Um, so it's like the same. He's, I just smelled his book. While it's I was the perfect book. I love this. It's the, it's not quite the, the trade paperback. Mass- yeah. Uh, market but it's like just a little bit bigger than that and these fit perfectly in my hand they're my favorite type of books all right let's do the fictional fun fact i uh i'm really excited yes let's do it okay so the fictional fun fact for this week is you know it's kind of interesting (laughs) really selling it to me all right (laughs) okay so this is kind of a weird one but apparently uh sir arthur conan doyle the creator of sherlock holmes had a falling out with harry houdini because he thought his illusions were supernatural, despite Harry Houdini insisting that they weren't. <laughs> wow. He's like, no, bro, you're magic. <laughs> and, Harry's, and Houdini's like, no, I I've told you this you, so many <laughs> I, I know for sure that they're I'm not. You. <laughs> wow, what a powerful statement into someone's um, level of excellence in their craft, right? Right, yeah, like, no, I know you're lying to me, man. That's magic. Like, whatever you yeah. just did, I know you're saying it's not, but it is. And then Houdini, maybe it was. And Harry Houdini just didn't want anybody to know. That guy was weird. Have you seen the um the Houdini? Uh, it's like a, oh, if, if, if anybody listening has watched this, they're going to be so excited that I brought it up. But Adrian Brody played Harry Houdini in a, it was like five episodes or something like that. Uh, let me look it I up. I think I, man, that's really bringing about, I think I saw a thing and was like, I want to watch that, but I don't think I it's did. It's really good. It's really good. It's called Houdini. It's a mini series from 2014 starring Adrian Brody as Harry Houdini. And it's great. Like, it's very, very good. It was, a, it was on the History Channel. <laughs> and I watched the whole thing. It is, oh, it's only, I think it was only two episodes. Oh, really? Wow. Or something like that. I have very few episodes. Yeah, it's two episodes long. You should Do watch you know? it. It's it's awesome. It's very, very good. Is it? Okay, cool. Um, of course, I, I got like... Adrian Brody to play him. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, he looks exactly like him. I like a well-done <laughs> miniseries. It's nice to know that I don't have, like, like I love discovering that I have eight seasons of something. To, totally. But it's, like, also, like, a kind of a, a large, large um, platter to consume. And so it's nice when I'm like, oh, cool. I only got, like, four episodes. That's nice. You know, like, Band of Brothers, which is, like, I'm in it for, like, 12 yeah. episodes, you know? Have you seen uh, Chernobyl? I loved Chernobyl. Ooh. That was Man, very That's one well of those kind of, like, one and done, silly, you know what I mean? Like, I don't and need to watch that like, again. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think a single person smiled in that entire show. No, <laughs> like, it's no. Just... You know that thing's Ooh. still getting, yeah, like, five feet in into the ground, like, yeah. every year or something? It's burning its way into yeah, the... the uh, elephant's uh, foot. The elephant's foot. Thank you. I was just trying to yeah. think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's very hard to stop a nuclear reaction. Do you know who um, Darren Brown is? 
I don't believe so. You no. should watch some Darren Brown um, shows. He's a, um, I don't even know. He He's not a magician. He's like a, a brain hacker or something, like a behavioralist or something. And he does these performances a where you know, he's the sort of person who's like on the Vegas strip who can walk up to like a group of random people, grab someone's phone who he's never met and somehow unlock it and like know their password and stuff, like crazy stuff. Um, and that's like the, that's like the tip of the iceberg as to what this guy is capable of. He's just a, he's just studied oh, he got a bunch of books in psychology very, very deeply for many, many years. He's a um, hypnotist, like a very, very good hypnotist. Mm. And like he's done some wild stuff, wild stuff. I went deep down the hole one day. This isn't like pop psychology stuff, is it? Like, oh no, no, it... no. He's like he's he's the real deal. He's the real deal, and that he's not the real deal. Right? Totally okay. Yeah. And he's very he's very like in his shows. He'll tell people like okay, so he did these two these two series that I or they were especially intriguing intriguing to me. And this is going to relate back to the fun fact. Just give me a second, we'll get there. One of them was a um, was a healing a spiritual healing. Thing. Like, you know how like preachers will be like, you know, pay us five dollars and we'll make sure your room is always, you know, it's like he does that. But the whole time he's telling people that it's not they're not actually healing. Like I, he's like, and here's what I'm going to do now. And I'm going to do this, but I'm totally not going to do it because I'm not actually tapping it, tapping into any spiritual. And he has healed people. Like there's, Whoa. he's like, he's like, people will come up after me after the show and be like, I haven't been able to feel my arm for the last 30 years. And now I feel like it's like wild stuff. The really skeptical like, part of my brain is like, those are plants. They've got to be. No, plants. You know, like, it's not. He, so dude, you've got to listen to this guy. He's great. Okay, he's yeah, like, I'll check he's it out. like the power is like, he's like, you know, I didn't do anything, but what I did was I changed their own opinion of themselves. Like the brain is way more powerful than we give it credit for, you know? And uh, so he allowed them to like change their opinion of a thing that was affecting their life in a big way. But doesn't that have its limits? I mean, like he can't like regrow you a leg or something, think... right? Yeah, he's no, he's not regrowing to, right? legs. He's not yeah. curing cancer or anything. <laughs> totally. But like, okay. But there's certain I mean, things. Yeah. Certain, yeah. I, mean, and I, mean, I, will, I will not contest our brains are ridiculously I mean, I think powerful. There, even yeah. in, when, what, there might be one where, like, this lady's cancer does go around. Oh, my goodness. Dude, it's wild. It's wild. Okay. And the one that will relate back to what we're talking about, you see, does this one where he's, he becomes a medium, right? Where he speaks to yeah. people's dead ancestors because he can, he knows how to play them and speak in these generalities where he can be like, you know, that there's someone here with, you know, Elisa, with someone's aunt, and someone will like come up and then he'll like, commune with them but the whole time he's telling them like i'm not actually doing this i'm not actually talking to this but you know lisa wants to say something to you you know and, and your dog scott and they're like what the heck you know and they're freaking out and then after one of his shows um a girl i was just in an interview he told this story where this woman came up to him and was like hey i want you to contact my i think it was her grandma and he was like no i i can't i'm not actually contacting anybody and she was like yeah no that's fine but i want you to contact her he, he like couldn't convince her that he wasn't. Oh wow, so that's really doing... similar to the yeah, Harry exactly Houdini the, Arthur yeah, Conan exactly Doyle thing. Wow, yeah. man, it's so wild. I know the stories we tell ourselves, right? They're so powerful. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody, that's gonna do it for us today here on the Monday Morning Minute. That was a nice long one. That was, that was a beefy one. Yeah. Sorry, Chad, you gotta go edit this, buddy. That's ah, okay. But we got this. I'm here you got for this. It. <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode really really appreciate it um again for all of our patreon subscribers and if you if you are not signed up for the patreon go ahead and check that out it's uh if you have the means i would very much support and very much help chad and myself um, but i will have the first chapter up it should be up right now as you're listening to it i'm a little bit nervous about it Whew. Oh God! <laughs> you don't have you don't have anything go. to be nervous about, my friend. Oh, it's God. great. Here go read go. it, guys. You're gonna like it a lot. 
Um, but yeah, check us out in the Discord. We have uh, all most of our episodes up on YouTube, and we've started uploading these ones as well to YouTube. So if you're listening to us on YouTube right now, really appreciate you subbing and yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, check out all of our social pages and all that stuff. Thank you for being part of the community. Seriously, it uh, it helps out a lot. And uh, you know, every uh, whatever YouTuber tells you at the end of every one of their videos, they're like, leave a comment, notification bell, hit the bell. It's a tired thing to be hearing, but uh, man, they're not wrong. It does help. Yep, a ton, they're not so. wrong. At all. Take the two but, seconds, but to dude, not just us, to any of you, the creators. Like, I didn't actually like like anybody. I never subscribed to a channel before I started making content. Yeah, you want to. And do so, it. and now I do all the time because I know the effort it takes. So, uh, well, I'm going to go read the toll because we need to get that finished. You're going to go read and then Leviathan oh, yeah. Falls. Leviathan Falls. <laughs> and then everybody that's uh, keeping up with all the books we read, we are starting Faithful in the Fallen, and we are starting Red Rising this week so keep an eye out for those episodes because those are coming up fast everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody